Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's November 28th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, and I'm not sure, is Mark here? Oh, I'm here. Hey, everybody. Hey, Nancy. Yeah, Mark's here. Good, good. Hey, Mark. Hey, Walt. (laughs) All right, so we're uh, another day in paradise. (laughs) Um, Derek's not here. (laughs) Uh, He discovered the the, the catacombs of of Sasquatch. Come on. Will you give me? (laughs) Stop it. So... He he had a uh, they they did the opening of the uh, Bigfoot's den and everything, and um, that's when you find that the problems and and unfortunately in the restaurant business, the bar business, the arcade business in kids case, uh, it, it you people people are not sometimes what you thought they were, and he immediately had some uh, let's say personnel. Uh, problems and so right now he's he's trying to clear up some of the mishaps let's put it that way that um, that happened but in the middle of I mean while the this is this story in this Bigfoot den is so intriguing to me because in the middle of this type of thing that you get when you you're doing this kind of a business his neighbors his competitors the guy that runs the bar across the street they all came over and were supporting him. It was a karaoke night or something. They got up there. They sang. They had a good time. Um, as a matter of fact, at one point, he had he had a birthday uh, thing scheduled. And he dresses up in Sasquatch and, and goes out and, you know, entertains the kids. Well, in the middle of this, he's trying to be a bartender and a cook and do everything else. And now he's got to be Bigfoot. And the guy from across the street, Luke, who's much bigger than Derek, he just realized Derek had this problem, went and found the suit, put the suit on. It was too, he was too big for the suit, so they had to put a shirt over him so they couldn't see the opening in the back. And uh, Derek goes out to do this running, and it, all of a sudden he's looking at Sasquatch. He doesn't even know who's in it. <laughs> You know, oh, for God's sakes, who are you? You know, and then Luke talked. He heard the voice, um, but I think Luke must have had a really good time. You know, big dude. You know, I mean, he'll, well, uh, Derek will share more with you, I'm sure, at some point. So anyway, um, so it was full of blessings, and in you know, I've hardly ever heard. Derek actually get really emotionally choked up, but he did over that and and a few. I mean, he he couldn't even list all the good things that were happening, but the thing that really you know got to him was that the the little kids um, 
they they wanted to do the karaoke. And that's what he saw in his head when he was doing, you know, putting the karaoke thing together, was the kids doing it. And they actually did. You know, their parents would go up sort of off stage a little bit just to be there for them. But he said that, um, he said, he said they were really very good. And, you know, kids just tend to, singing kids, if I hear one, I'll look and listen, you know, because they do have a certain magic, you know. It's like, oh, music, I'm doing it, you know. So, um, all in all, it, it was, you know, the typical kind of uh, thing that happens during uh you know, putting together something like he's putting together. But he also had some magical stuff. But um, he has to, you know, like I say, that he it's, it's the den that took him away from this show. But I get a message from him, and he says, I just found out that the bottom basement of the den leads to tunnel system under the building and apparently this tunnel system runs all through the all he said was a tunnel system that runs all through the town and uh i'm going like what 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 are you into now you know because these tunnel systems they seem well walt just said to me you know something about a tunnel system in california was that what you were saying walt yeah the uh the the the, you can find it in entire sections of the city are 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 underground. You can uh, the all the shop fronts and everything is underground. And, and no one has explained why why this part of the town is underground. It's not like it's destroyed. It's not like it's been toppled over by tons of rock or anything. It's just it's just a part of the of the town is underground. San Francisco, right? San Francisco, exactly. I think I remember seeing something about that. That it seems like it's something to do with the Chinese, or maybe it was smugglers. But yeah, but I didn't. I mean, I years and years ago, I heard something about that. Mark, what do you know about it? You live in the area. Um, nothing really. I know that there's a bunch of, bunch of rats uh, all over the place down there. <laughs> That's about it, but be interesting to explore, but then maybe not because most of SF is run by Chinese, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to try, <laughs> try my hand on that. Maybe with your resonator. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, okay, uh, Mark, do you, what, what, what do you, <clears throat> you said you had some things you wanted to, to read and get into. Yeah, I'm really glad I listened to um, Say What Show. Highly recommend people check that out. Uh, not there's some mention of Shanghai, but not too much. But the the point is, uh, I, I think we could start off maybe with with you guys where you talk about Joseph Cater because that was a huge integral part of upgrading, not upgrading, I guess upgrading, but also uh, enhancing uh, the Shanghai resonators at NewParadigmTools.net, and which eventually led to the Shanghai Cloudbuster, the Eagle, that was that will be talked about tomorrow in the a pre-record of the uh, Radio 5G Cosmic Soup. Um, that, you know, there's no drought in uh, California anymore because of that. But, um, so, the, the, the Say What Show, I mean, uh, to me, it keeps getting better and better every week. It's really cool in terms of New Earth and um, the direction that Shanghai's taken us. 
as well as other crystals and rocks and 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 you know mother earth and the the main focus was so i kind of knew joseph cater had other books i mean he has um uh interviews on youtube not too many uh and then his his other books are sequels to the awesome life force and that's the one that uh uh walt used to i mean he can he can tell you but and then the the sequels are free right you can you just type in uh i think it's called the ultimate reality and you can get the free pdfs no problem like i used the brave browser and then and there it was uh so you guys were talking about that he he's basically an off-worlder and uh is kind of blown away people to the few that know him <clears throat> and i think uh you know th that's a good introduction for people get the book it's a super cheap hardcover you know amazing book and um yeah it, it'll definitely be a, a big bridge to new earth and what people can apply out there um oh yeah the one the thing that threw me off was you, you said he's he's not from here uh and and like you had friends who had his other books and then it's like okay i don't remember you guys talking about that before so i think that's a good thing of uh um how you found cater and then what what it's done to um bring shungai to the next level who says that cater is not from here sorry i'm going to yeah. let, me let me tell the story while you weren't on uh -huh. the show oh okay okay this and, and I'm laughing because the book is right behind me because I said, you know, if we don't have anything else to talk about, we're going to talk about Cater. Okay, so I was writing uh, the Shanghai Reality book, and a lot of the things that I was talking about had been very well known as healing modalities and energy, energy, We're talking uh, healing modalities, but then all of a sudden they would shut down, and it was because. The government would come in and say, oh, you can't tell people that because we're making a weapon out of it. And as I was thinking about this, I wondered, is there any way to make a, a to weaponize Oregon? So <laughs> I Googled it and just, you know, is it that statement? And up comes this website that has books on it. I don't even know what it was. But it was a page from Cater's book, and he was discussing uh, Wilhelm Reich, and he was discussing the cloud busters, and he was explaining how it had been, Oregon had been made into a weapon. I mean, answering my question just like, and I knew that sort of, I knew that there was, yeah, probably it could when he started writing about it, because, you know, Mike had done this stuff. But, and, uh, but uh, allow me to ask you a question. Wasn't it the opposite? It was made into an anti-weapon? Because he showed that with uh, with Oregon, you can, you can stop atomic explosions. Is that still a weapon, Walt? Oh. <laughs> if, you can, if you can disarm your enemy, it's still a weapon. Okay, okay. That's, I, I wanted to be clear on that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, there's always a good side to the bad. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, and, and I mean, the guy, the, 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 what I was reading blew me out of the water, and I just immediately went and found uh, found a copy of this thing, and we've done 
a whole, I, we're going to talk a, uh, more about this. I just want to tell you the, the background story as to why I brought it up on Say What. So Betsy Joe and Peter were here. And Betsy Joe is real excited about some book that I was talking about. And I'm going like, what book would I have been talking about? And she she was stumbling. And I finally, I said, Joseph Cater? Because, because this is not a book I would recommend to Betsy. She just, I don't think I would have recommended it, but apparently I did. So she got excited about it, which is nuts because it's it's high science. And I've never talked science with Betsy. But she gets into it, and so she starts to go looking for it, Walt. Mm-hmm. And she can't. She can't find the book I'm, that we had, um, the awesome, what is it, Life Force? What awesome, is it? No, uh, awesome Life Force. Yeah, Awesome Life Force. She couldn't find that book, but she found another book, and it was written, when did she say? Oh, three or something, I said. I thought he was dead, you know, because I saw some YouTube of him at one point, and he looked like an old guy. I didn't figure he was, you know... 40 years down the pike here, you know, but he, um, and, and, and honestly, we didn't have enough time during the weekend even to just really get into it, but she, uh, she was reading it and he's a, he's an ET. And what, what he's saying in this new book of his was that he had, um, he had come as an ET, so it was 200 years to get here and he's been here a hundred years. And you have to be, you can't let people know who you are. And you have other people from your own ET place that are here too, but nobody can communicate with each other. It's all big secret stuff. And, but now he's, he's relating and and I, I just got like, I got to read that book, you know, I mean, and I just, it was a busy weekend. So, um, yes. Um, and, and actually the Peter, now, <laughs> Peter, Peter picks up the book because I pulled out the copy that I had in mind, and Peter picks it picks it up, and he's immediately drawn to the section on the greenhouses and what you know the 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 frequencies, and you'll probably remember a lot more about it because I said. I said, yeah, Walt talked about that, but I don't remember reading it. And he said, well, you read it because it's all highlighted. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, I must have read it then, you know. Um, so he got into that, and he went further into it, and he was, Cater was talking about harmonics and, and, and audio, and, you know, he says, yeah, you read that too. It's highlighted, and I'm not re- recalling any of it. You know what he was saying, but I said, "Well, Walt remembers these things better than I do, and it it really might make a good conversation." So, um, anything you want to say about that, Walt? Because I mean, take off on it. Well, you mentioned the greenhouse. Uh, he there's a there's a chap there's a chapter in the book, and he begins by talking how. <clears throat> I don't think the plan was to make a weapon, but it it was, I guess it it ended up being that a a weapon where uh, he explained how how to amplify light and nothing fancy like making a, a, a laser or some sophisticated source of light. No, this is just regular light 
he he goes on to explain how you can amplify it just by bouncing the source of the light over and over again you can actually ampl amplify it like and he gave the example where he he himself said he wasn't present for the for the uh, test but he knew someone who was present for the test it was done in california and what they did is he had a, a regular source of light nothing nothing fancy like i said not not laser no not nothing just a, re a regular source of light and it was being up uh, uh repeated over and over by by uh, reflecting mirrors it would have a series of reflective mirrors and they would bounce off of each other over and over again so so much so that the light was being reflected uh something like 30 times it was an, an, an a a big, a big amount of and it was just reflected light that's all it was and they ended up they um they reflected this light and they aimed it at the side of a hill some somewhere i guess in california and they actually they they actually create made a hole in the, in the middle of the of this hill by this reflected light so they actually bore a hole they dr drilled a hole <laughs> On the, on the on the side of the hill because of reflected light so he just goes to illustrate how powerful is reflected light that you reflect light you are to amplify it you're actually amplifying it so one way and uh, this is where the greenhouse thing comes in so they found that they can do this uh if you if by uh, they had uh, what was it? It was a cracked glass. It was a it was you know particles of glass that mixed with resin. Uh, it it would it actually it, it multiplies the the energy of the light because it's it's reflecting to it on, onto itself. So he he goes on to sh to show how the, these people had made um, greenhouses using uh, uh, resin and uh, uh, cracked glass. It was just, you know, particles of glass. So the uh, because this particles of glass mixed in with the resin, the energy of the of the light is actually bigger. So even though you're not you're not using a, an external source of light like a, a electric light or anything, it doesn't matter the this the system is actually it, it, the the um, the energy in the greenhouse is actually greater than the energy outside the greenhouse because the glass is being it's being re reflected and by being reflected over and over again it's amplifying the amount of light so he goes on to explain how there's a somebody made a, they made a business with the, these greenhouses made of resin and um, on uh, what do you call it? cracked glass, and that's what I used on on the resonators. I, I used uh, mica to to make really small reflective surfaces and and also cracked glass. But it, it, the end result is that it uh, the resonators put out a bigger amount of en of energy because they're reflecting light over and over again. So th that's that's why I have uh, resonators that have just mica for the, the cheaper ones and then the ones with the cracked glass 
So it's it's refle reflecting over and over again the glass the the glass even even in a dark room you 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 can perceive the clarity in in the device because there is a, an amount of light that's re being reflected by the device. So yeah, I, I said I said to Nasa that this was this was a good uh, good information from Cater. I mean the idea came from him. Now, when you you bought, built the Sun Resonator, the Suri Resonator, uh -huh. and that that did you, was that the first one that you used? I mean, that you put that cracked glass in? Did no, you use that? No, 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 no. That's what okay. they're uh, they're listed in my website. The they're, the ones that have glass are called glass enhanced resonators, and then the other the other ones that don't have glass have a um, mica, minute particles of mica. So even though they don't have glass, they do have a, a, a certain amount of reflectivity. But not as much as the glass. Exactly. That surprises me. I, I would think it'd be the other way around. <laughs> so I wonder what's, what's, what else is happening with it. Because it, the mica would just reflect the energy, the light energy. Whereas glass, the light energy is going through the glass and then being refracted somehow. Well, it, I'm, I, I purposely set it up so that it's two separate layers. There's one layer on the top and one layer on the bottom. So between the two layers, there's a ton of reflectivity. Like, uh, for example, I did it with, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, infrared light. I made these. Uh, uh, what can I say? Is they're like a uh, instead of instead of a, a resonator shape type shape, which looks like a like a dome. This is just flat surface of uh, of cracked glass. But I have one surface is near the top, and another one is near the bottom. So I have an, a certain amount of of space between the two layers. So you, there's a lot of energy reflectivity happening between the two layers. So when you turn on the infrared light, the light is being is bouncing off of the two layers. So there's a there's a ton of uh, it, it's producing a ton of energy, whereas com compared to a regular uh, infrared light. So I got uh, my an idea from Cater. So you get a lot of amplification, and it's just and and you're not is uh, you're not add, adding you're not adding external energy. It's it's actually by reflecting the energy because of the glass. It's actually more. It's putting out more energy than it would. You would you wouldn't think that by bouncing light energy would be amplifying it. But this is what he shows that by actually reflecting the light, it's actually amplifying it. Where you you wouldn't believe so because you would say oh no in order to amplify you need a source of energy to amplify blah 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 and you know but this is what one this is one of the priceless contributions of Cater is that he's weaning us out of the so-called accepted science the so-called mainstream science which is not mainstream anything it's just some invented science. 
that makes no sense at all. Uh, I, I mean, he's he's actually guiding us to unlearn the crap that they're they're trying to give us in school. Well, case in point, the thing that I keep har harping over and over to with Nancy, and they they finally admitted it. It's when this guy who 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 spoke on a, on that uh, two-hour video that every single piece of information that, in, that you'll find in a library, whether it's a city library or your university library, anything, it's all disinformation. They did it on purpose. So everything that you think is true science, it's disinformation. That's why when they teach you the right hand rule for how electricity moves, it's actually opposite. It's the left-hand rule. That's why when I did my dowsing on the on the on the electricity, I found no, it's not the right-hand rule. It's the left-hand rule. That's how the electricity moves. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's just give people because one of the most stunning uh, discussions that Cater had was the fact that gravity does not suck. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I mean, he, he totally throws out every concept we have of gravity and explains it in a totally different way. Do you remember enough about what he was saying to be able to tell the people? Yeah, it's 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 based on on what do you call it on on the on the charge. Uh, it's uh, what do you call it when you're looking at how can I say this uh, to make it easier? Uh, if you look, uh, uh, how can I say, where, for example, case in point, um, clouds, for example, a lot of people bring always bring up the issue of, of the clouds because they don't they don't understand why, you know, if they're the, if the, well, first off, the, like Cater says, anti-gravity already exists. Why do you think clouds float? <laughs> because they have. They have anti-gravity. Why they're anti-gravity? Because they follow negative charges, negative potential char charges. So that's why they, they float. If, if, the, if the charges were positive, if everything that has a positive charge goes, goes falls to the ground because uh, gra gravity follows negative, negative charges. So for example, when you're looking at a cloud, don't you find it interesting that when you're looking at the shape and form of a cloud, they're like always flat on the bottom, yet they are they yet they have a lot of shape and and size to it on the top. Why is it why is it always flat on the bottom? It's like it's something's holding them there, and that's because of the uh, the negative negative uh, charges. So it's always the negative charges that keep it afloat. Okay, let me, inter let, let me interrupt you for a second. Uh -huh. You're talking about positive and negative charges in relationship to electricity. That's what we're talking. An electric positive and electric negative. And the planet itself is, is holding the, um, the negative charge, correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's holding the negative charge. The cloud itself is holding a positive charge, correct? The uh, well, no, it's it's being is, is able to float because it's holding a, a negative charge, and the negative okay. charge is okay. holding it aloft. Okay. 
Okay, so there's two negative charges. Both, because it, it's, it's difficult for people to kind of understand this stuff. Um, but positive, uh, ne opposites attract, right? Yeah, opposites attract. Yes. But if it's the same thing, they repel. In other words, let's think in terms of magnets. If you've got the negative charge on the magnet on one and the negative charge on the other one, and you try to pull, pull them to push them together, they want to repel. You can feel it. Your hands are being pushed apart. Whereas if you had the positive and a negative, boom, they snap together. Kind of violently, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> so all we're talking about is a positive or negative charge. Explain if you can, because there's the, the words are, are hard to get to. Explain what a charge is. Why is there certain, what, what makes a charge? What makes a charge? Yeah, why, uh, why is something negative? Why is something positive? Uh, how they come about, I, I cannot say. I, 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 they just exist. They are part of nature. The charges exist. And uh, depending on charges is how they choose to move. Uh, so uh, you don't, let's put it this way, you don't create them. They exist. Okay, because the moon, if I'm correct, is a positive charged body. Because when... If yeah. it were, it would crash onto the earth. No, no, it's a negative charged body. But when they come closer together, which is in the full moon cycle, okay, they're closer together, there's a buildup of positive ions, which is what causes people to go bonkers. Do you know that phenomena? Uh, I've heard of it. It's, it's always an issue in, with hospitals. People have to get ready because people go bonkers and whenever there's a full moon, so it's been documented many times over yeah I, I i've got a book in there it's called the ion effect and when this guy was at, at a job in um geneva and so he's going back and forth to geneva but when he was in geneva he'd be really sick at times he never felt quite right but sometimes he was downright sick and he'd come home to the u.s and he'd be fine and it was so debilitating that he began to look at it in a different way than, you know, the doctors were. Well, they thought he was crazy. Um, but what, what came about was that he realized that, it, well, and then he started looking at listening to the locals because the locals already knew this thing. That when you get certain conditions and the winds are blowing down the mountains, you get a buildup of positive ions. And when there's a positive ion environment, they, in Germany, I, don't, I know in Germany, uh, because the same thing happens in Germany, and they will not, they, they, if, you have, if you're going to have uh, uh, um, elected surgery, they will tell you, no, not during this time. If it's an emergency, you do it, but not during this time because there's too many complications when you have a buildup of positive ions. And so 
that was what he and he found out that one in four people are really really susceptible to changes in the ions and he was the one that that talked about the uh concept that you've got the full moon and a buildup of positive ions because the moon is closer to the earth and i never got real clear in my head why you why that was happening you know but obviously you're not well one of the one of the things that he, i don't think he's he talks about the moon in his book i i know that he talks about but, but one of the i don't know whether he purposely is staying away from it or purposely not mentioning it but for one of the things that he fails to mention the moon is not a natural body therefore we cannot depend on what the whatever the moon is producing to be a natural event because the moon is not natural it's it's a made structure so maybe the field it puts out it follows a specific pattern because there's nothing natural about it so we yeah. we, we can't count on the saying oh the moon does this because blah 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 no it is no natural at all so how can you count on it anything natural coming from it right so going back to the gravity thing when it, everything you, you do know gravity is not the same all over the world right well i'm very well aware of that <laughs> No, because my brother was uh, a civilian in the Navy, and he came down here and stayed with me for three weeks, I think it was, because he was on a project in the Caribbean, and, you know, it was supposedly a secret project, blah, blah, blah. And, but I got him to tell me a little bit about it, and basically what they were doing was that they were uh, measuring gravity, you know, and... Um, so it was a Navy secret program to measure gravity all over the world. And I said, so gravity isn't the same? No. No, and he said, nope. It's, I mean, when you, when you walk away from the old science and you walk into the science that Cater is putting in front of us, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, get, you know, and it's all based on energies. No. No. So, um, Mark, do you want us to continue with Cater, or, or do you have questions, or what would you like to? Yeah, I didn't want to spoil what you're going to do for uh, later on early evening, but yeah, as far as it relates to Shanghai, and so now, now what the what you guys have been doing lately, I mean, for months, is um, uh, stacking the resonators, right, and then having cool effects because we got that going on. You got that going on in Florida. With the Cloudbuster and Surya, and then here in in the West Coast with the uh, uh, Cloudbuster and the Hopono um, resonator. So it just things just keep building. So that's great with the uh, Eagle Grid, the, the Shanghai Cloudbuster Grid. Um, so is it the 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 ultimate reality that the other book that gives more of the revelation of um, his uh, you know where he's coming from? I don't know. Is that another book of his? Yeah, there's a part two and three to the Awesome Life Force, and that's called the Ultimate Reality. Um, the PDFs for free on uh, you know a couple sites you can just find on keyword search. So I thought maybe that's what um, your friends. I, well, friend I, had I know, and I, I I think I wrote down the title, but I don't know where I wrote it. 
Um, is his name searchable? I can put it in chat. But yeah, yeah, it totally is. Because mm -hmm. the book is super expensive on Amazon. So like, you just get the, the, the PDF or the, the text. Um, Should I be surprised? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you just put in um, Joseph Cater, C-A-T-E-R, Cater, um, PDF, books PDF. Probably you'll find maybe books we don't even know about yet. <laughs> well, he's a, he he's a, he shifted over from another reality because I remember you telling me how he was a complete unknown. Nobody knew the. Then all of a sudden, in a flash, in an instant, this person shows up out of nowhere, and and you know presenting a totally different reality, a different science. Every everything is like one minute he wasn't there, the next minute he's there. So he's. I totally believe he's like a one of the. What do you call these? The what was uh, that uh, that. Uh, uh, African gentleman who uh, the, uh, what, the that they used his name to talk about this manifest this uh, phenomenon. What, what was the name? The the man who, who supposedly died in jail and then he wasn't dead in jail. A Mandela. Ah, yeah. The, so Peter <laughs> was like a Mandela effect. One one minute he's and and his book wasn't even something brand new. It was something that was from the 60s or something, yet well, all of a sudden he was there. <laughs> I remember him talking about 89 being when he published it. The copy I've got is 1997, but this is, I mean, there's a number of these copies of these books out there, and it does not say, you know, original thing, but again, this is all, who knows who's publishing these books even. Joseph Cater. Um, so the, what would you like to pursue? You want to talk more about the Eagles? Because, yes, I've got the, the uh, Siri or Sun resonator on top of the, the we should put a picture in. Um, Cloudbuster is basically, it's got a resin base to it that's got all this wonderful glass and everything else to it. And then it's got um, copper piping that goes up out of it. And it depends on where he's sending it. And I guess it's basically where he's sending it. The uh, configuration of the pipes can be different. They can be longer. There can be more of them, less of them. So that, that changes because we've got, what, six or seven of them out there now, right? The Eagles. Well, I, I made them all based on, on my design. Uh, the old one that I had used that I have in my property is based on the uh, uh, this gentleman. Uh, what was his name? He he lived in in Idaho. I can't remember. Uh, no, he he's the one who um, Don Croft. He's the one who who came up with the design of the uh, of of the of the Cloudbuster. But his his design is based on uh, six pipes. But I, I, to, to me, the six pipes felt wrong. So my design, all the ones that I've made here, are based on eight pipes. And I, I was surprised when I heard uh, uh, Penny, 
this lady, uh, Penny Kelly, I think it is her name. She's, uh, you know, she's somebody from another world, and and she uh, does uh, she does these things called Luxi, which is where she starts scanning the. She starts uh, scanning the uh, I don't I don't know the mental atmosphere of the planet like what's what's happening what is what are people focusing on <clears throat> and and uh, she was talking about this this uh, lucid dream where she was in, in in this building and everything in the building was based on six and she kept looking for something. And somebody in the dream told her, oh, no, you're looking at the wrong floor. You have to go to the eighth floor. And then when she went to the eighth floor, everything changed because everything was based on eight. And they showed her that when things are based on eight, there's um, she found a pattern, which is like the, um, uh, what do you call this? the Fibonacci spiral, but two spirals, one one folding into another one. So the 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 thing never ends because it not only it it grows and then it gets smaller, then it grows and it gets smaller. So it never stops. But if you if you follow the number the number six thing, it, you you whatever you're creating will always reach an end. It'll the 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 structure will reach its end, its satisfaction, and that's thing. It, it will not pr- move on from there. So that's what she learned in the in the dream. Because in the dream, they they showed her that the 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 key was the the value uh, of eight six four, and it turns out that she realized in the in the, after the dream that eight six four is four thirty two in in uh, doubled the value of 432 so and that that's a number that's it it never it's it never ends it never finishes it's always building up on itself where whereas the the everything based on six doesn't work it only goes so far and then like for example uh, she compared it to that flower of life pattern uh when you look at that flower of life pattern, it reaches a certain point and then it stops. So, so when when I uh, when I heard of the um, when I saw the show where she talks about this this six six four I mean eight eight uh, eight six and four pa- pattern, I I realized that it, without my being aware of it, uh, I did it I did that with my resonator. My resonators are all based on six. Not, I mean, they're all based on eight, not not six. So that's why four of the pipes are going to be oriented to the cardinal points, and the other four are going to be in on the middle points. So not 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 like the Doncroft, uh, the Doncroft uh, tower uh, cloudbusters were all based on six. So. I was surprised to find that I I, I was following some some kind of pattern. I wasn't aware of it. Not a surprise to me. <laughs> okay, so um, so people understand what the cloudbusters you know are. They 
Well, just explain the basics of them, just so people get have a feeling for it. Okay, uh, at, at its basic structure, the the purpose of the device is to balance the the energy between Earth and sky. So, if you're enduring uh, a, a situation where it's extremely wet, it's raining like almost every other day, it's super wet. You you want that to cut back. You you want a, a, a dilution of that. You don't want it to be so wet. And when you have a, a drought condition, where it's day after day after day, and there's not a, not a drop in sight, it's going to make it it's going to make it wet. And I actually had to live that myself. Nobody told me about it. <laughs> I had to live it when I moved to Minnesota uh, back in what what was that? Uh, 2003, I moved here. I, I don't know how long the this state was in a state of uh, drought. Everywhere you, it didn't matter where you drove in the city. Every every single uh, garden, everything was yellow and brown, yellow and brown. In fact, it, it was so dry, the police were driving around, and if any, if they got wind of anybody watering their their lawn, they would get a ticket. That that's how dry it was. It was really bad, and the state was in in a bad state, and uh, that's when I far, first got the uh, the design of the. Uh, I, I was looking at the. Um, there's a website that's called Educate Yourself, and uh, I show it has a lot of articles like uh, the cloud busters and. Uh, Tower busters and things about Oregon and or and stuff like that. So, in that um, in that was that's where I found the information on the, the the design of the Doncroft cloud busters, and I made the first one, which wasn't like big or anything. It was just as basic as I could make it, and I was as astounded that uh, the very first day I set it up on the backyard. It, the, the very next day after putting it up, it rained, and then it rained uh, during that that week again, and didn't it, it hasn't stopped then. So it, it it would rain, and then it would stop. And if 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 it was too wet, I realized that it would it would get dry, but it wouldn't get dry to make things yellow and brown again. It would just it would just be regular, regular rain. But it's whatever whatever the was causing the drought condition in Minnesota that year of 2003 was officially over. It never happened again since since it happened then. So it, it, that balancing never never went away. That balancing of the earth and sky. So I hope that it happened to you. But uh, I'm <laughs> you had <laughs> your share of. Uh, mysterious uh, happenings and where you are uh, like one time that you got you got your um, cloud buster was interrupted by some vegetation but I don't know how if it has continued to remain constant or if you're meeting other issues with it <laughs> well I make sure there's no no ferns growing over it <laughs> I mean, immediately after move, removing the ferns, the rain stopped. Um, um, you know, so, you know, it's a teaching thing. 
But this last flood that I had, I see, I, I kept flooding out, and finally I told him, I said, I want you to build me one of these cloud busters, and I want it to be, you know, stop these floods. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't, can't go through it. We'd, I'd had three floods in five weeks. And, I mean, floods that I have to leave the house. So um, he sent it to me, and for the most part, I haven't had those severe, severe, you know, floods. But this last one was so interesting because, and I said this on the Cosmic Reality Show, the storms themselves were weird in that it was like a whole section of the Caribbean south of us and over to the west of us. It seemed like it was coming from the west, south, southwest. And normally you have a storm. You got a big center. You got all this, you know. No, this was like perfectly formulated small storms all moving together as a group i, I i've lived here you know 40 some years and I, I i've never quite seen this before um i did not get uh stressed out even when i was preparing to flood out it was looking like it was no way around it and even when it happened i was still like yeah okay and I then had the conversation with uh, Yasmin, I guess it was. And I don't remember who it was. So some, maybe somebody I was having a conversation with, and maybe it was Jan Shaw. And they suggested that even though I don't like the floods, and I, I was aware of that, that sometimes these floods come in because Gaia wants them. Um, there's something happening. And there's like, you know, a quarter of a ton of shungite on this property. Never mind the thousands of dollars worth of collector-type stones and rocks and boulders that are all over the yard. When I first got into this, my I'd get this, you got to buy that, you got to buy that, you got to buy that. And I, I didn't really have a lot of money at the time at all. I mean, I don't know where I was getting the money, to be honest with you. Just sort of, oh, I got it. Okay, I got that money. Um and then they just have me put them in the, somewhere in the yard and leave it. <laughs> you know, and it's like I haven't seen these things since I took them, brought them home. And so I know that there's, you know, $1,000 at least worth of these things all over the yard. So when you flood out, all of the water that's attached to all of the flood water takes the charge of this yard. And then it goes into the aquifer which is where Florida gets their drinking water. Um, so it does feel like, especially this last one, like that just just sit there and be quiet. <laughs> Everything's fine, but we've got to do this. Uh, and uh, I, I just didn't get stressed out about it, Walt. It was like I didn't think the eagle was failing. I just thought it was being overridden by some other Gaia. <laughs> We need to we need to charge the earth, and this is a place that they do that. I think. So, I mean, if not, why else am I here with all this shungite? Not only do does the story of me getting this property border on, you know, supernatural, but the, then I get shungite <laughs> and bring the most 
amazing mineral on the planet to this very property. So there's something very, very unique and special about this property. And for those people listening to me, probably your own property. We don't know. the We, we can't possibly see the entire energetic grid system of Earth itself. And I do believe that people are, because they're an energy field, are sent to certain places to energize those places. Jan Shaw is a great example of that. You know, she's in Great Britain. She gets yanked over here. She goes from here to there to the what, and then ends up back in Great Britain. But the whole time that that she was taking this ten year trip or whatever it was, um, she felt like she she needed to be in the place that she was in when she was there. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people. And then there's people that say, "Okay, I gotta I gotta get out of here." They might not think it in that terms, but all of a sudden, um, it's, it's like Peter said. Just about the time I get a house just the way I want it, something happens and I have to leave. Well, you, you, you did what you were supposed to do. Now you need to leave and go someplace and do it again. So even the people that are nomads that keep going from one place to another, they're, I, I, I just feel like you're doing energy work. We may not fully understand it yet. So. Yeah, it's, it's very annoying, but... Uh... Some some people just can't help it. No, you, you, we don't we don't we see things in a human way, and we why why is this? And then you don't you don't realize like in your case, you're a custodian of that property. You couldn't leave it if you wanted to. In, <laughs> the case, in the case of Peter, it's the other way around. He has to he has to move because the. The, the the energy is changing from place to place to place, so he has to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Mark, you, 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 are you a wanderer or are you a settler? Um, what can it be both? Yeah, he's settled to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! So you got something else there you wanted to say on that? Uh, anybody? Um, I, I mean, you guys keep going, but I wanted to also. I listened to your interview from the thirteenth. Uh, really good. I mean, listen to the whole thing, and wanted to to note the highlights there, which was uh, that Shungite can become uh, diamonds if if you if you uh, get it hot enough. Um. And uh, I forgot about the connection with Shungite and EMP that that it Shungite protects against that because you have a lot of these prepper shows or um, <clears throat> advertise adver ads of of getting EMP shields. So to what extent? Where you know I got Walt's resonator in the car. I got the S4 magnet in the car. Is if in the EMP were to happen, like like what what do, what do people need to like? Um, have shungite on what kind of shungite against NEMP, you know, so that that in itself would be a shield against that. Well, an EMP is an electromagnetic pulse that comes off of a nuclear explosion. That's what I was taught. Um, and what it does is it overwhelms transit, it overwhelms electronics. But it will not destroy a transistor, oddly enough. 
And when I was an electronic warfare officer, this concept of this EMP pulse coming off was, I think they must have known about it, but it was just starting to get, uh, let's say, discussed or, you know, looked at. And because I was a Soviet authority, you know, expert in the field of electromagnetic energy, it was brought up to me. Can you figure out, you know, what this is all about? Do the Soviets know what's happening? And um, what we did discover was that the Soviets, because of the fact that they were not going into the brand new electronic environment and they were still the radio comms and a lot of the radar systems and everything was still on transistor concepts remember this back in the 70s that they were going to be able to survive an emp pulse whereas any of the newer stuff even in the 70s was probably going to get fried so when i was trying to find they, this always took a, a big nuclear bomb. I was trying to find information on how they could make an EMP that would fit in a suitcase. Uh, EMP generator. Um, how it could be in a suitcase. How are you going to create the EMP? You know, what, 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 what's the mechanism behind it? And I was trying to research that subject when I came across an article that said that the Soviets were using Shanghai to block their equipment against an EMP. And of course, now they've got, they don't use transistors anymore. So that's how I got introduced to the Shanghai, was the question of EMP. And all I can tell you is that the, the Soviets are the best in the business about this, uh, electro electromagnetic warfare. And if they felt that the Shanghai would protect their communications equipment, then I got to figure it's going to, that, that it's probably true. I haven't tested it. Well, you know, look at the survivals of Chernobyl. No matter how many times we, no matter how many times you read articles and, and things written based on the Chernobyl, okay, how many times have you read, have you read, the fragment or the segment saying X number of people died from it, or these people died from it, or, or the people that were involved in this died. No, none. You say, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, isn't this like one of the most horrific things that ever happened? Why didn't X number of people die? Why, why, even, even the guy who was the foreman who was exposed through to three times the, uh, maximum allowed uh, radioactive part even he lived so it makes you what did they do what's what was so special about them that nobody died here in 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 the united states even a little tiny bomb um, um, you got like what a thousand dead it's like what what are they doing what's so different from them <laughs> well they definitely believe that it it's shields so I, you know, an EMP pulse, yes, if you got hit with one as a physical being, um, you'd probably feel it. Like I say, the only things I know are what we knew in the 70s, which wasn't much. And the fact that I found this article on it. So I'm, I'm still, you know, 
I think not knowing what I know about electronics and stuff, they probably got these little gizmos that create an EMP pulse. I doubt that it's a nuclear bomb that's causing it now. I think the EMP pulse was uh, uh, just a side effect. But they've got some way of being able to overwhelm the electromagnetic system in any given place. And, I mean, my feeling is, is that you, could ha you could take out everything with a few devices. You don't have to go using bombs and explosives. Just, you know, set up a few of these devices that will essentially damage the equipment inside. Anyway, we're at the top of the hour, so let's just take a break and we'll be back. This is Craig Stewart, Shungite, We the People.
And welcome back to the Shungite Reality Show. It's 11, November 28th, 2023, and my name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph and Walt Silva. Um, did did that help at all with it with the EMP, Mark? Because I, my feeling is is that the 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 automobile itself might fail. But I think that, that you know, Shanghai will protect you, but I think you'd have to do, you'd really have to consider more than what we're talking about. Um, because when I, when I thought about it, the, the article said it, they shield. So my suspicion is that they probably are coding the equipment with the Shanghai so that when the EMP hits it, that it's you know immediately uh, attenuated, and in ha- just having a resonator, you don't have that shungite casing on top of the electronics of the car, but you have an electromagnetic field that even if you as a human being get hit with an EMP, that field will reset yourself very well. But you can't reset something that's already blown up as an electronic. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Thank you, Mark. I mean, Walt. Does that sound right to you? Um, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would have to test it myself to see if uh, how because I, I, I don't think an EMP would be able to go through the the Shungite. Uh, I'm sorry. This is my own. No, no, no. It won't go. Through, it won't go through the Shungite. But he's talking about, you know, a device, an energy device is putting out a Shungite f- energy field. And I don't know. I, to me, if, if the electronics in the car gets hit with the EMP, the effect is rather radical, fast. It just burns up. So my experience with, with any of these things is that when it hits the Shungite, you're right. It would turn. It, it could turn. It could turn so that it's not. It's. Let me put it to you this way. It's still a lot of buckshot. You know, it's still a lot of energy. I mean, the Shungite's not going to just disperse the energy someplace. It's the only thing that the Shungite can do is to change the energy. It doesn't. You know, otherwise we wouldn't have Wi-Fi communications on something that had a shungite on the on the phone. So the energy is still coming through. It's just is it safe or is it not safe for the human body, the biological body? And that's why I'm saying that I don't think that I think that that you'd need a, a something more. The entire field would have to go through it, and and I don't know enough about it, but just contemplating let's put it that way you want to say something Walt? well no i was thinking i was thinking along the i remember the, the time of when i did the test with the uh, with just regular shungite um sticker stickers on how the three stickers how how much they they did they, they corrected the uh, the energy on an electric motor and uh, and how even with the with the stickers removed the the correction remained in place 
So I, I was wondering if you know if if this if if even even when the stickers are removed, the correction is still in place. Um, how you know? How, I don't. I don't know that you're you know. seeing EMPs like I see it. EMP is a blast of energy that burns yeah. up your electronics. Yeah. When you were testing it, you were testing the uh, how much power was being you know associated with the, the savings of the efficiency of the equipment. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. The equipment yeah, was correct. Being correct. I know. It's, it's something. It's momentaneous. It's, it's something. It's incredibly strong, but it's incredibly fast as well. That that's why it's so damaging because it's so so much energy that's being detonated in one instant. So my, my that, that would be my question to test. I would have to do testing with the, with Shanghai itself. You know, how, how much of a hit can this take before it reacts? Because that, that's one of the things is that um, Shanghai has an, a tremendous reaction time. It's, it's, it's incredibly fast. You know, having having done so many different tests, it, it doesn't like. How can I say this? You, you get the idea. That a lot of people in the beginning who were beginning to understand any something about Shanghai, they would get this idea is that oh, you you have to be exposed to Shanghai for like ten minutes before you get a reaction <laughs> or something. And then I realized, no, you don't have to wait anything. It just it, works. It took seventy-two hours to get Shanghai water. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, with some when something like this that is it's so strong and so fast, really, does it is it is it so fast? Is it so strong that it will overwhelm Shanghai? I don't. I'm not convinced that it will. I, well, I think Shanghai will be able to. You'd have to have a shield of it. If you put a slab of Shanghai in front of the electronics, yeah, it's not going to happen. But if you've just got an energy field of Shungite, I think it's going to not be stopped. That's oh. my opinion. But figure out just... how to test it. <laughs> <laughs> Go get yourself. Well, build an EMP. EMP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, be good. Yeah, the feds will be all over you. <laughs> terrorist, <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> oh, my God. No, there's so much we don't know. I mean, we know more than we did, but we sure don't know everything about it. And, and those who do know don't want to tell, don't, don't want to say what they know. Because like always, you know, there's people who want to keep the secrets for themselves because they know how powerful it is. And and we And for example, you are witness to the fact how powerful it is. Look at all the successes Dar Derek has had with uh, Shanghai and bees. It's just amazing, one thing after another. So it just goes to show that we haven't even touched the surface of this thing, how, how far it can go. No, we haven't. I mean, I know that there's. it's, it's like the number one subject that scientists want to study. It started out with the C60, but now Shungite's got their attention. You can tell that by the number of uh, research papers that he found. He's not doing it right now, yeah. but they found every every you know other week. There's another one out there. And and Shungite, I mean uh, science, whatever 
passes for accepted science hasn't hasn't been able to be to beat natural shungate because they have made laboratory uh, c60 but yet they found it doesn't doesn't do the same it doesn't have the same effect it doesn't have the same results but yet when you use natural shungate not that comes to us from nature that's really active it really does it the thing so what does that tell you whatever the man-made stuff doesn't cut it it's cosmic what, <laughs> cosmic creation yeah um, so okay think, yeah. I, unless you got something else there mark i was just thinking about cater again because one of the things that that cater does that you don't see anywhere else um except maybe when walt's talking is that he looked at the concept of gravity and said there's no gravity and one of the examples he gave was the flat at bottom Gra earth doesn't suck it doesn't even matter if the size of the what the size is the gravity is always going to be basically the same because it's an electromagnetic uh, system that's working not some kind of a the size of the planet makes it have a heavier gravity. And what he did to prove that was he discussed the moon landings. And that just opens up your eyes because we saw, if they were real, and I think that they were, um, we saw things that shouldn't have been possible on the moon if the moon had a gravity that was one-sixth of what the Earth's, is, Earth's gravity is. For instance, that Land Rover thing that they'd run around with. Well, if you only had a gravity pull of one-sixth, then when this go-kart was going over sand dunes and getting airborne, it would have gone, it would have kept going. <laughs> there wouldn't been enough gravity to pull it back down to Earth. If it, it, the turns that it was making, those sharp turns, if you had tried that in one six gravity, the friggin' thing would have gone flying off. You, but you're, you're, you're forgetting a tiny the detail, Nancy. Were you seeing the real the astronauts or were you seeing the film that uh, Kubrick made in a, lo in, in a, in a studio? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I'm assuming that Carter, being an ET, might <laughs> And if he's using that as an example, then I have to suspect that maybe, just maybe, he's using it because he knows that gravity is not based on the size of a planet or a celestial object. It's based on the electromagnetic fields associated with it. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the concept of the... Of the uh, so, it's, so you have to make assumptions, okay? I'm assuming that it's true. If, and I said, if it's true. Okay, I can't prove that it's true. I think it's true. Um, I believe it's true. So, the other one was the, uh, actually when the lander supposedly is taking off. And, you know, when, when, he, when he was explaining it, I'm going like, yeah, I knew there was something odd about that. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a electrogravitics. That was, yeah. that you, you can actually see that. 
The, remember when the particles fly away in all directions? That that wasn't fuel. That wasn't. Uh, we're talking about. We're, you, you get into things without setting up the story. The <laughs> land. The land. The 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 vehicle that goes down to the ground and, and to the moon. Okay, the lander. When it is going to take off to go back up to meet with the other vehicle up there, so that they get together and they come home. Okay, that's what we're talking about. So at the time that the lander goes, you know, supposedly there's an explosion of hydrogen oxygen. I think that's what they thought that we were told they were using. So you got a little explosive engine on this thing that throws it into the air and then it takes off towards the rendezvous with the other spacecraft. Well, when this thing, when the explosion, so you, you, you look at the fire, you think of a big rocket, you think of all that fire, all that stuff that's happening. Well, there's a, a puff of something that <laughs> kind of moves around, but there's no big explosion. It just kind of like, it's almost like it was attached to the to the moon and then somebody detached it and it just floats up and gains. <laughs> you know, it, you couldn't do that on Earth. Yeah. I mean, you know, you would see something different if it was on Earth because the atmosphere, and you know, I mean, I agree that the atmosphere out there is different on the moon. Um, the that's other a, that's a, the that's a, I feel, I think it's covered in a part of the book where they they actually photographed they've all, they've actually photographed cloud formations on the moon that shows that the moon has a an atmosphere, and they 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 they, they deny that they actually covered that up on NASA. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I didn't hear. I think I did hear about it, but I didn't pay too much attention to it. So, the other thing that um, is a fallacy is that the sun is hot. <laughs> you know, and th this this was another one of those. Well, how stupid could I be? You know, because it's like, yeah, if the sun is this boiling. <clears throat> turmoil of heat that is heating our planet. Why is it colder above the Earth than it is on the Earth? Yeah. When you when you go up, and you know it gets colder. So what is it? What what is it? Why isn't it hotter at the top of the atmosphere or in outer space itself? Yeah. Why is it the whole way to the to the moon? Yeah, astronauts should have been burned to a crisp. You, you would think. Yeah. And yet they yet they had they they would be cold on the one side of the the uh, the spaceship, and the sun side would heat it up. So it was the sun heating it up, but not to the degree because it's interacting with the molecules of the spaceship itself because. What happens is that when the light from the sun, the, the heat from the sun, comes down to Earth and it goes through the atmosphere, as it goes through the atmosphere, it heats up. So by the time it gets through the atmosphere, it's warm. You know? But it didn't start out warm. No. It's, it's, it's the interaction with the planet that gives it the temperature that you perceive, but it's not, not because of the, of the, of the light. 
<laughs> Dolly Howard had some kind of a vision or something where she went inside the the sun. I can remember saying, you know, the sun's not hot. The sun's not hot. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so so that's what I really appreciate from, from Cater is that he, he gives you examples that you actually did see. But your mind didn't know how to, well, that doesn't seem right. You just could look at it and go, something's not right about that. But you don't know what it is until he points it out, and then you go, "Oh." Well, we have to. Let's let's face it. We have a tremendous learning curve facing us, which is the uh, all the lies and all the disinformation that they've been feeding us for centuries. All the all. No wonder I didn't know it. Why? But I guess some some higher self or some part or my guys or somebody. Uh, stop me from going to university because obviously I was going to get a, to I'm going to have to get over a tremendous mountain of disinformation. So why do that? Just just study what what is correct for you and stop. Forget about the universities and all the and all their crap. You can't trust any of their books. Everything is disinformation. To to give you to and go into it. They don't know it. They don't know it. They're teaching you what they think is real, but it's not. It's not. Well, the, the, they showed their hand with the, the whole scandemic. The, can you think of a bigger scam than, this, than the scandemic? If there, was, if there was any evidence of the amount of disinformation they feed you, it's that scam. It was a worldwide scam. No, no truth in it whatsoever. Well, that's a pretty big thing to say. Well, you got any proof? <laughs> <laughs> yes. When, who, uh, uh, for example, air, air, air pilot, pilots, they have, uh, what do you call it? They have the, 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 the most ironclad health, health system working for them, and they're dropping like flies. I'm sorry, I'm going to say foul play. Uh, there's something very suspicious when people that have an ironclad health system are dropping like flies. Uh, sorry, that's not an accident. <laughs> okay, um, this uh, at Radio 5G is going to play uh, an hour's worth of Dr. Robert Young being interviewed by Seth Holhouse from the uh, Man in America studio. He's. I highly recommend you listen to that. It's in the, the second part of it. But I highly listen to this because this is like, oh my God, you know, really intense information regarding the physical body, and what he said that caught me. Once I heard that, I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to everything the man says, because he said that he had. Uh, he's some biological invest you know research and this sort of thing microbiology and he got to the point where he thought you know i better look at this concept of chakras and energy fields and let me look and see if there's anything there and of course like everybody else when he started researching he found out like oh there's a lot of information there and he came to the conclusion that the human body does not create a biological energy field the biological energy field creates the human body and as soon as he said that he had me sold 
And so after I'd, I'd done that show, uh, like I say, it was last week's uh, show, I found another one that he had done with Seth Hullhouse a few years prior to that. And in this, he's giving a whole different, let's say, snapshot of reality. And again, it was like, oh, my goodness, this is very, very, the guy was dead on. I mean, when the pandemic, so-called pandemic, started, those people that had been researching uh, 5G, listening to Radio 5G, but researching 5G, all of a sudden, we knew how they were going to cover up the physical health dangers of 5G. Oh, they're going to call it a pandemic. And, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a virus that escaped Wuhan lab. And, you know, all of a sudden, we're looking at it from the standpoint of, oh, okay, because every single symptom of what was happening and he gets into it oh my god he's so good about it he gets into a whole discussion of what radiation poisoning is and how it affects the body and when you look at Wuhan and the first deaths that were happening I mean people were walking down the street dropping dead and to us that knew radiation poisoning it was like that's not that's not a virus. That's radiation poisoning. They've turned on the 5G, and Wuhan was one of the three cities in China that had gone 5G and had virtually just turned it on. So, but but interestingly enough, and I didn't find this out immediately, they had had some program of vaccinations in Wuhan the month before. Everybody had to have a vaccination, and you're in China, you do what they tell you to do. So my suspicion is that that vaccine was loaded with graphene, graphene oxide and and the other things that Dr. Young talks about. And when you look at, so we decided, I decided, I said, maybe the, the 5G was there so that we would be feel like we needed to take these shots because everybody in the world was dying. And there's a definite correlation between all. There were, there were no pandemics. Well, there was the Black Plague and that type of thing. But there really wasn't any major pandemic things. I mean, there was no pandemic all worldwide. But there, there were little, you know, outbreaks here and there through the history of, of Earth. And then suddenly, when you put in the first radar systems, the first radio systems, the the all of that, all of a sudden, you start to get these outbreaks of flus that seem to be traveling around the world. No, the technology is traveling around the world and causing these symptoms that are flu-like. And he is totally against the concept of viruses causing anything. He believes that it's all environmental, which I happen to believe also. So what he gets into in in this hour and a half of talking with Seth is the idea that the graphene oxide, and he says, he says, to the best of our knowledge, because they they were able to obtain uh, different 
samples of the different, you know, like the first shot, the second shot, the the uh, boosters. So they were able to get samples of it. <clears throat> and again, they didn't. They, there was different strains of it. In different places got different. They, they had batches. They were calling them different batches. So I'm not sure that these figures are actually correct because I don't think that they got every single batch was out there. But based on the sampling that they did, they found that in the first shot, there was like a a very small percentage of actual graphene in it. And I think, what, what do you say? I don't, I don't want to say because I don't really remember, but it was it was small, 10% maybe. But the second shot had 40% graphene in the ones they saw. And by the time you get to the boosters, it's 100%. Now, what this graphene is doing, and he gets into it, and it gets a little complicated, and I don't want to, you know, kind of muddle things. I've got a clip of it, but I think I'll play it in Cosmic Reality tonight. Um, the graphene itself, with the hydrogel, that's associated with it and you don't have to really just think in terms of these things are very small this is nanotechnology but what has happened is that people that have gotten the graphene oxide in them and believe me you might even though you never got near a, a vaccination because it's in the water they're, they're just trying to pump this graphene oxide into people what happens is the graphene oxide acts like uh, uh, a booster okay so it takes a, a 5g signal okay and it hits the graphene in your body and then the graphene in the graphene in your body ups the 5g signal within your body in other words it's a booster it intensifies the 5g signal so you're getting surrounded with a 5g signal but inside your body, you've got the graphene that is actually boosting the 5G signal. And that's doing a tremendous amount of damage to you. However, you're acting like a mobile uh, Wi-Fi system, uh, antenna. And the reason that I absolutely think that this is true is because of what happened to me. It was The second shots, I think, were already out. I don't know if these two people had taken it, but I'm positive they had taken the first shot it was two neighbors and I was talking to them outside and they were in both in front of me and then Benjamin just you know casually walked and ended up so that I was between the two of them and it's within seconds of this happening I was overwhelmed by feeling terrible like I was going to pass out and he actually gives the symptoms you know, one after the other of what you will feel when you're in one of these uh, poisonous rate. I mean, you're always, it's all, radiation is not good at any time, but then there's a certain dosage at which is killing you very quickly. And so he went through the, the litany of the, <laughs> the, the, you know, the stuff that I was feeling. I felt that. And I at least was, was an energy person. And I, 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 I at that point, they had just started talking about the the shedding. And I thought, did I just get hit with a bunch of shedding? Is that what it is? But I knew that it was something that was associated with these two people because the only thing that had changed was the position of one of them. 
And I basically said, oh, I got to go. I got to go do something, you know, and I leave. And as I got closer to my house, no, sorry about that, closer to my house and the shungite field that is, like I say, there's a quarter ton of shungite on it. Even though I had shungite in my shoes and shungite pendant on, um, the closer I got into the yard with the shungite, the better I was feeling. But he, he says the only way you can save yourself is to get out of the environment. So probably the best thing I did was to say, see ya, I'm out of here, and get away from those two people. But if the if this is all true, which I suspect it is, we have to really begin to pay attention to Shanghai. I mean, because that's the only thing that's going to save you in this situation right now that I can see, unless you just go out and don't get near anybody because you don't know who's one of these antenna systems. So my feeling, and, and, and Mark goes out into the, the public all the time, and he seems to be able to survive out there. But he's also got a lot of Shanghai devices in his car <clears throat> and on his body. There's no way right now that, that I, I can pull out some report, but it's probably a report out there that tells you this. The only thing that I can tell you is that if you're using the Shungite, you got a chance. Because you might get hit just like I did, okay, because of the amount of energy coming at you. But as soon as I got away from that, then the Shungite field was able to balance me back out. And get rid of all the stuff that I just got hit with. And it's it's energy, it's radiation. So the concept that there's this, and they're starting up another pandemic thing is happening. Somebody sent me a link to it, and I start I started listening to it, and I went, oh, it's just another bullshit story. Um, <clears throat> they continually are going to to feed us this crapola that there's this these little bugs out there that are out to get you. No, it's none of that. It's radiation. The the same symptoms that they're getting from this COVID, which by the way is supposedly a virus that you think that it looks like something because they keep showing you this picture of it. They have never had a picture of it. They have never isolated this so-called virus. I know you think they did. I know that you, 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 you'd swear in a Bible they did because that's all they tell you. It's not true. It's not true. They've never isolated it. When they were putting the thing up your nose, testing for COVID. It was, it was an algorithm in a computer. It had nothing to do with finding pieces of this virus up your nose that shows up on a, on a microscope. None of that's true. You do not have to be afraid of that. What you have to be afraid of is radiation that's coming off the 5G towers being now accelerated and accentuated by the graphene that they've got in your body and it's like it's more than graphene but I make it as simple the graphene that's in your body and there are ways apparently I haven't gotten into all of it but doctor uh, his, his website is dr. 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 Robert com, and he gives away all his information for free and he has ways of um, mitigating a lot of the, the problems that he does you know address so it's very very critical that you begin to think in terms of 
not being attacked by these little bugs running around, but you're being attacked by an energy field. Because you can always walk away from the energy field. You can get away from it, or to some point. I mean, you know, depends on the energy field. But you can extract yourself from the situation. You don't take the little bug with you and threaten grandma with it. It doesn't happen. It's all lies. And what is infuriating it for, to me, this, this has been known since the beginning. You know, one of the best articles ever put out on the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, was written by uh, Beverly Rubick, who also wrote a, a, a paper on 5G and all this with Dr. Young. But she wrote one, and maybe Young's name was on it, I don't know, that was actually published by the CDC. So it's not like this isn't known. It's not like it's not out there. Anybody who does their homework is going to find out what I'm saying is absolutely true. And still, they've got commercial after commercial after commercial telling people to get an update, a booster on your, your vaccine. These people, all of them, all of them should go away for a very long time. I don't care what your excuse is when the, it started. You have no excuse now. Because the information is there, you don't want to look at it. And I'm talking to the doctors, the nurses, the pharmaceutical people who are all still pushing this. You know, the fools that are still taking it, you're gone. Because you bought into the whole thing. But anybody else out there, please get your heads on straight. This is not a death sentence. There's things that can be done, but not if you don't know it. So, sorry about the rant, but there you go. <laughs> Are you guys with me? Am I talking to air? Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Air <laughs> um, runt. <laughs> no, that was great. So... Yeah, I mean, I got, I, I work in, uh, I have 10 accounts um, in San Francisco. I go to several times a month and then Oakland, some accounts, Berkeley, <clears throat> completely fine, smooth driving and, and no issues at all. Um, you know, I have the uh, Rose Heart Shungite resonator uh, in my car that takes care of that. And um, uh, weekly I go to these different socials, performing arts socials like like African and Latin um like there's a there's a hot spot here uh downtown mountain view which is like google headquarters crazy packed you know and especially for a weeknight and then i have um the cosmic silver on me and then on my phone i have the um s4 scalar stickers from mysticalwords.com no issues ever you know and then just did a big uh a couple weeks ago um uh afro latin um like a congress festival Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, crazy packed in, in this hotel, big hotel by uh, Burlingame. Um, no issues, also taking workshops and then big, uh, huge different conference rooms, um, you know, till like way early in the morning, three or four in the morning. The Brazilian, uh, you know, um, performing arts and then diff different styles also. So, yeah, I'm, I'm around people all the time, and, and then, yeah, I'm completely fine. 
um, one way to measure that for me is is how good my sleep is every night. If I dream, uh, do a bunch of dream work too, keeping a cosmic silver sun god under the pillow. So, yeah. And then um, <clears throat> I guess when Derek comes back, I wanted to bring up. Uh, maybe I'll probably do a post in the Shungite Reality Facebook group, but a winter kit, you know, sort of um, uh, uh, Shungite. So for me, it's the lip balm. Uh, the um, the cream, and then th there's two different versions. There's like one in the tube that's sort of like a giant lip balm thing, um, and then there's the one in the jar. So depending on one's preference, and then I would add the S4 powder because if you have any favorite lotions or creams, you can put the S4 powder in there and then mix it up, and that that's good for you know the next few months. Um, so that's what what's kept me. Um, you know, going because uh, I was out of town last week and then went to these mountains and it was like 30 degrees. No snow yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, something everybody should have. And then if other people are selling the same thing, you know, it's, uh, Derek's store is different because it has the silver and the Shungite and then his own other additions. So that's what makes it unique and different. So, yeah, people stock up on those and make great gifts. And, um, yeah, back to you guys. Walter, got anything to say? Oh, no, I was, uh, I was just listening to the rant, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and the uh, what do you call it? The the, the plug for the uh, how to get prepared for for winter. Well, there's so there's so many ways. I mean, like when I started out. I really did try to figure out what was the minimal amount of shungite that could create the maximum environment, the shungite environment. And I realized that the shungite attenuates the energy field so that they are biocompatible. But there's still too much energy out there. We're not, it, we weren't designed to be in that energy field. And so you take a magnet, you put it on the refrigerator. The refrigerator is working with a magnetic field, the shungite field, an organ field, and an electric field from the from the refrigerator. So instead of beaming out now attenuated, you know, okay rotation of the of the energies, you're still getting hit with a lot of it. But when you put more shungite, then you're getting hit with more shungite. Right. So these things then become a source of delivery. Oh, yeah, there's the electromagnetic and there's organ and it just intensifies it with shungite. And to me, you can't get enough of shungite. So in the wintertime, it should be all year round, but particularly in the wintertime, don't forget your gas heater, your oil heaters. You know, you can get a, a sticker that's very inexpensive for what you're going to get. Um, I prefer the magnetic, uh, the, the magnets on anything that they will attach to, and it's a big piece of equipment. I just feel better, more shungite, if you will. So get yourself either the sticker 
or a magnet and put it on your or you know that oil uh, container the, the heating oil thing you're going to be shocked at how much savings you're going to make because it's going to make that all much more efficient um, but again it's the reason is is because it is purified it, it, it's, it, it's taken out toxins that are in the oil in the gas natural gas and then that toxins not being there allows the gas or the oil to burn more efficiently so you use less oil for the same amount of heat less gas same amount of heat and you will make massive savings like you do on electric equipment now it used to be that the refrigerator was the number one electric creator electromagnetic field creator in a house people say now because i haven't actually gone around measuring different ones that these new smart refrigerators uh, take less electricity that may be true i don't know one way or the other but i i know that the older the refrigerator i mean i've got a refrigerator that was built in 1999 and before Shanghai in 14 this refrigerator was popping and it was getting louder and more often and Walt weren't you the one that told me it was something to do with the gas in the in the lines yeah it's when it uh, when it's releasing the pressure of the gas uh, in inside the because you have two two parts to the circuit you have the part where uh, the, it's being compressed, and then there's the part where the compressor is the pressure is being really released. So between the two, you you get this popping as it, as it's decompressing. But it, it indicates also the age of a of a fridge. They say when the fridge is getting old, uh, you you get a lot of more popping. But that's not your case because it used to, but now it doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> so, so something got corrected, <laughs> right? And, and I mean, I've had the 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 mechanic, the guy that fixes these old ones. You can give him a brand new one, and he'll say, "No, I don't want it." You know, he doesn't want to mess with the new refrigerators, but the old ones, yeah, he's got he's got parts. You know, like I needed a a, a new fan, a fan uh, motor. And I've got one of those things, and he had bought out somebody else, you know, and he had a whole bunch of, of different, but he had the one that I needed. And then there was something else that went wrong, but he was able to fix, oh, it was a thermostat in the refrigerator. So he's been able to make these little adjustments, but it, it, it runs so efficiently that I think it's, you got a one to three or one to five, you know, and you're going colder, the higher you get. This thing is, I think, around two in my refrigerator. And you open up that refrigerator, and not only is it cold, but it's got a different feel to it. So, yeah, you're going to save money, but you're also going to detoxify the food that you got in the refrigerator. You're going to beam out into the environment a shungite field instead of this dirty other field. And uh, so to me, the, 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 it's really critical at this time of the year. You pay attention to, to the oil and the gas because you're going to save money. That's my main point here is that it's going to get very expensive out there. Why, why take a chance? You know, 
get one of these things and if it doesn't save you money complain to to Derek and he'll give you your money back he'll give you your money back and you send it back to him he'll give you your money back that's you know forever and ever so you know you got nothing to lose but you got a lot to save like the it was funny because I we don't I'm in Florida nobody cares about heating in Florida and I finally my brother Mark he agreed to um, put a magnet on his oil tank. And he had just bought the house, brand new oil tank, everything, you know. And so he does. And a few months later, you know, through the winter, I said, so Mark, do you, you know, do you think that this thing is having any effect? He said, I don't really know because I don't know what it would have been using without it. He, can, he said, but I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not running out of oil. He said, everybody else is running around hoping they can get more oil. He says, I haven't run out yet. (laughs) You know, that's about as close to, you know, an an, an eyewitness that I can give you. Um, But, hey, listen, if anybody's out there and they want to do this, you know, let us know because we need that was what kept us going from the very beginning were the the people out there who took a chance with Shanghai and would do different things with it. And like the Shungite reality book, you know, it's got 60 pages of testimonials that led us into understanding Shungite in ways that we we probably would have stumbled on eventually, but it certainly accelerated our learning, le- learning curve with everybody out there helping us and saying, yes, I'm seeing the same thing, you know. Um, okay, here's one. Christmas tree. Drop three nuggets in the in the water for your Christmas tree. Live Christmas tree. <laughs> you know. Um, I would think even even uh, well if you've got if you got a uh, shungite on the um, on your electric system, like you've got one on the panel for your electric panel, um, you, you're already taking care of the lights. You know, the, are coming on the on the tree and stuff. That's already been attenuated. But yeah, drop three nuggets in the water of your of your tree. I'll bet you that tree will last longer. I bet you it. Well, you can sit there. See, once you got shungite involved in it, now you've got sentience, and we've only got ten minutes. And sentience is probably a two year conversation because <laughs> <laughs> the more we learn, the more we know. Um, but the sentience, you could sit there and you could just say. I want to smell. I want to. I want you to put out a lot of that really good live pine smell. And who knows? Maybe it will work. I. Uh, I love Christmas trees, but I always, always, always felt bad when we threw them out. Felt terrible all my life. And then one day I had a conversation with a Christmas tree, and the Christmas tree pointed out that from the reality of a Christmas tree to be chosen for a Christmas tree and to be adorned and honored is a great privilege so now I have a totally different idea and uh, so I bought a live one and I've still got it (laughs) I don't have to throw it out it's gone through all sorts of things but it's still doing fine and um, 
You mean in, in, inside the house? No, it's outside in a pot. Oh. I couldn't possibly, if I put it in the ground, it would be 100 feet tall right now. Oh. You know, so I have to keep it in the pot and make sure that there's a, a slab underneath it so it doesn't have the root systems go and start growing, you know. Oh. But uh, I was very happy. So how does it fare in the in the weather of Florida? Because it, oh, because you know, uh, pine tree is a conifer. I thought they'd be kind of out of place in a in a hot we place have, like that. We have a lot of pines. Ah, oh, okay. We've got one that's called an Australian pine, and that mama she grows like hundred feet, and unfortunately they come down easy in high winds. And so I've lost one storm. You know, took down quite a few of them. And when uh, Andrew came through, which was you know ninety seven, I think some 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 place back there, um, ninety two. Oh, really? Okay. Um, when Andrew came through, it came through what was the tip of Biscayne. Uh, it goes out into Biscayne, the Biscayne Bay thing. It's sort of like you know, really not protected in any way. And uh, Andrew came through there and didn't hit directly, but all the entire—I mean—and this was probably a hundred acres of, of pine tree came down. So they—they they don't like you growing them. Let me put it to you that way, because of the you know. But my yard is my yard, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. We got seven minutes here. Anything else you wanted to mention, Mark? That's four magnet on people's heaters. It'll yep. be blasting like several months or more. Well, I got. I mean, the first thing I did was put a sticker on the AC. The I've got one of these ones that's got the uh, the fan and the heat comes out. This uh, what do they call it? Well, it's a port like thing. It's inside the house, but the machine itself is outside the house. And I put a, um, well, I actually had a, a it was a, <laughs> I forget what we called these things, but they, it's a, a big hunk of, it's like a, it's like three, three magnets together in one contraption thing. And the thing is absolutely covered with, with, uh, with rubber so that it can't deteriorate and that's on the AC uh, the, the guts of it what makes the you know the engine that makes it all go so I don't have I mean it's like I love that thing it's, it's amazing and again the energy coming off of it is really sweet it's highly shungite but I put that yeah so I only use the sticker on the inside one uh, if you've got like the smaller ones, the stickers are fine. But if you've got like I've got, which would be considered virtually an air handler, it's, it's pumping, you know, the ones you see outside and stuff, use the magnets. But also make sure that they're going to go through the, the weathering because the resin can crack um, and the uh, magnets can rust out. So what I do is I take a, a, a like a sandwich bag. And I just wrap it up in there and then stick it on the whatever I want on the outside and it's it's protected. The you know, device itself. But well worth it. 
well worth it. I'm trying to and think. We got of, the five G tomorrow, right? The the show we record, but really fun, really good. Yes, that's with Bob and Yasmin West. And if you remember anybody that saw the last show they were on, they almost went over the uh, Lake Sh Lake Shasta Dam <laughs> in a in a houseboat. Um, so I was a little bit concerned about what they were going to tell us this time, Mark. What's your story this time? But it was, uh, I think it was a very good show. It went kind of all over the place. Um, but that's going to be tomorrow at noontime. Um, tonight we've got Cosmic Reality, myself and uh, Walt. And I think I am going to play that. Um, it's 16 minutes of Dr. Young explaining his concept of what's what the pandemic really is <laughs> not what it was you know set out to be and very informative give you a different view of things uh, also don't forget the, the story from bob where he can get a uh, brand new components to uh <laughs> to oxidize right away <laughs> oh you mean the computer thing yeah how how can how can you get a brand new processor and a brand new motherboard to have uh, rust corrosion on them? It's beyond our imagination. How can you how do you do that? <laughs> the adventures they get into unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, we talk a lot about shungite. Um, Bob yeah. really gets into it and dimensional shifting. So very fun show. More soup than five G, which is great. But we do cover 5G, so. Um. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah. uh, uh, Dr. Young's uh, site is drrobertyoung.com forward slash blog. He updates a bunch uh, every week. So, very good. It's, it's DR, though. DR. Right, not right. Dr., not written out. DR, Robert Young. Yeah, he's funny because he always says DR, drrobertyoung.com. He does have a Rumble channel also, I, I assume. I oh, the, he does? The address. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. He'll put that in the chat. Because he's got a whole protocol that's just fascinating about the... Uh, he, he says that, that everything in your body is made from blood. And to make blood, it's a combination that you can remember by thinking in terms of C-O-W-S. Okay, because it's chloride... No chlorine. What's 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 put out by plants? Chlorine. Chlorophyll. Uh, chlorophyll. 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 Thank you. So you've got chlorophyll. That's C. O is oil, and it's a specific type of oil. The W is water, and it has to be a pH of over eight point four. Okay. And the last thing is salt, and again, it's got a specific composition to it that he recommends but that is if you can make if you can make good blood you're going to have a good body is basically what i got from it fascinating fascinating uh episode so but that's playing uh that whole discussion is playing tonight or on the and it's in the archives and it's on all the broadcast stations so yes so it's a uh, rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Dr. Robert Young, DR.
You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.